welcome to Daily Bible Reading Notes from Valley Chapel Community Church, where we seek to learn the whole counsel of God's Word. I'm your host, Pastor Michael Rowe. This is the posting for February 12th, 2024. With his most famous opening line, Charles Dickens begins A Tale of Two Cities, quote, It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. That seems to be the flavor of what we find as we come to the conclusion of Leviticus. Because following the breaking of the covenant at Sinai in Exodus 32, the covenant had been reinstituted by God. This restating of the covenant terms lay out the two very different possibilities for God's people. It could be the best of times or the worst of times. It all depended on their obedience. From verses 1 through 13, God lays out the blessings that he will rain down upon Israel, Leviticus 26, 1 through 13. This would include miraculous fruitfulness and prosperity on the farm against foes and in the home, Leviticus 26, 4 through 5, 6 through 8, and verse 9. The greatest blessing of all would be the sweetness of fellowship with God, Leviticus 26, 11 through 12. In God's words, quote, I will also walk among you and be your God, and you shall be my people. Leviticus 26.12 So much potential, so much possible blessing. It really could have been the best of times. All they had to do was obey God's commands. Leviticus 26.3 Aside from unimaginable blessings, there was also the motivation of the other possibility. If obedience would bring the best of times... A failure to obey would bring the worst, unimaginably worse. As as others have noted, the curses are almost double the blessings running from the if of verse 14 to the cursed rotting in verse 39. This seems harsh until we realize that as God says, disobedience was really a hate-filled rejection of God's commands. Leviticus 26, 14 through 15. As we'll see in a few weeks, It's not hard to guess what happens. Israel fails. They reject God's commands. They turn their backs on God. They give up all the good blessings available to them, and they do it for idols made with their own hands. This hits closer to home than we might first think. We can't look down on Israel, can we? Because before we were saved by the grace of God, we were just like them. Even as the goodness of God rained down around us, Matthew 5.46 and Acts 14.17, we lived as children of wrath and haters of God, Ephesians 2.3 and Romans 1.30. As Dickens puts it, quote, We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven. We were all going direct the other way. The benevolent maker of heaven and earth was revealed all around us, but we were running to rot in hell, quote, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Mark 9.48 The curse of the law lay heavy upon us. It's this setting of Leviticus 26, the blessing and the cursing, that makes the words of the gospel so gloriously sweet. As Paul puts it, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Galatians 3.13 There is only one person who has kept all of God's commands from the heart. There is only one person qualified 
to bring the blessings promised to Abraham. And there is only one who can carry all our sin and curses on his back. His name is Jesus. He took our disobedience and gave us his obedience. He took our curses and gave us his blessings. He took God's loathing for sin and gave us God's love for the Son. Oh, glorious exchange! The way to God has been blazed by the perfectly righteous sacrifice of the Son. Let us walk with God as we rejoice in the blessings of our salvation in Jesus Christ.